All right, what's going on? Welcome to Insight with Irv. Uh, this one, if I'm honest with you, came highly recommended, or really just highly, what I say, anticipated. And that's, I got about five to six messages over the last two months of both men and women asking me, how can I develop just this laser-like focus? Like, if you've ever seen some of these athletes, it almost looks like they're in a trance where no one can break their focus. Or if you've ever seen uh, magicians, it's like they're just locked in to their performance, right? And so after I'd say the sixth message on this, by the way, this is over on Instagram. If you guys aren't following me over on that side, check me out over on Instagram at Irv Official Shameless Plug. So with that being said, I kept getting this message and I said, you know what? I think that this is going to be a good podcast topic, especially for so many people or because so many people are asking it. And so if you're writing notes on this, it's how to develop laser focus is the title that I picked for this episode. So I wanted to lead it off with this thought that I wrote down and I'm going to read it exactly how I wrote it down. It's most people fail, not because they don't know what to do, but because their focus isn't locked on the most important thing that needs to get done. I think that so many people, regardless of the level that they're at, whether they're looking to improve their business or they're looking to improve their leadership, let's be real, you're just not focused on the thing that deserves your priority, which is really what strategy is. It's strategy is what's the most important thing that we can work on and focus on in this given moment right now, where if we do this, it will far outweigh everything else happening around us. And so if you're someone who struggles with focus, I'm going to speak more so from the angle of things that have worked for me. Now you can pick and choose all of these different uh, angles or tips that I'm going to give you. But if I'm honest with you, they're all going to work uh, interchangeably with each other, interdependent of each other. Um, and you can also stack them. So you can pick maybe one of these, you can pick all of them, or you can pick two or three from what I have for you here. Now, the first thing that you want to do is you want to curate your environment. What does that mean? You want to take a look at what in front of you is already distracting you. So your environment is going to be essentially your workspace. Your environment is going to be maybe the crowd that you hang out with. Your environment is going to be maybe the people that you decide to associate with. This can be coworkers. This can be family members. This can even be your partner. So you want to curate your environment. So one of the things that I recommend is your phone, your desktop, your computer, your iPad, your TV, but more so your working station, because this is really who this is geared toward is those of us who want to really increase the output for the work that we're putting out or for what we're building. And so I highly recommend. And again, I, I've done this in my own life. Like the only reason I have my phone in front of me right now is because I have the notes for this episode. If not, if I'm working here, I literally have time blocks, which we're going to get into here in just a second, how you can set that up for your own life. So notifications. Look, I use social media for a living but I don't live on social media. So I'll say that again. I use social media for a living, but I don't live on social media. What that means is I'm using social media to get our message across. I'm using social media for us to capture more leads. I'm using social media for us to uh, have more appointments for our consulting firm, for our, 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 you know, our closers, our consultants. I'm using social media to reach out to some of our clients and, and connect with them. I'm using social media essentially to raise awareness of the product that we have in the marketplace. But I'm not on social media like a lot of people are where they're literally just scrolling and they're looking for the next hit of cheap dopamine. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, hey, that hasn't been me. I've been there before, especially when you're going through a rut, 
you're just scrolling on social media and you're just let me let me see what what I can find. And sometimes you are scrolling through social media and you don't even know why you're scrolling. Same thing with emails. So maybe you're thinking, well, Irv, I'm not really on social media. Cool. Same thing applies for emails. And you know exactly what I'm talking about, where you just keep refreshing the email. You keep refreshing the tab. Almost like the best way that I can explain it, it's almost as if you go to Vegas or you go to a casino and you're constantly and you're, and you're constantly hitting uh, to see if you get a jackpot on a notification. And so one of the fastest ways that you can increase your production before you do anything else that I'm about to tell you is you want to either put your phone on airplane mode or you want or and you also want to make sure they turn off the notifications on your desktop look or laptop if that's what you work off of. Don't try to fight it. I know that this can sound elementary for some of us, but if you're listening to if you're listening to this, trust me, this is going to work like a charm. When you turn off notifications, you don't have the ding going on. You don't have the tab flashing in front of you, a little red symbol saying, hey, you just got a message because human nature, right? We're going to want to tap into it and we're going to want to see, okay, who's messaging us? What are they saying? Does this deserve my attention? Does this deserve my reply? And in that instant right there, you have been robbed from your focus. I believe in the book, Deep Work, if you haven't checked it out, fantastic book. In the deep work, the author refers to uh, the time that it takes for you to get your focus back. And I'm probably going to butcher these numbers, but it's about 35 minutes from the moment that you break your focus, which means if you are writing, if you are working on your product, if you're editing, if maybe that's your line of work, whatever it is, you go out, you check your phone just by you looking at it, responding to the person or just scrolling for like two minutes. It's going to take you about 35 minutes to get back into what I call that flow state. So again, Deep Work is a fantastic book that really goes into just the ins and the outs of why you want to pick one activity when you're working on it and not multitask because that's another thing when it comes to distractions. Second thing that I have here for you to know, second step, is you want to do an activity audit. Now, the way that I view this is hour by hour. And so we're going to go super practical with this episode today. Hour by hour, you want to either keep a little journal with you or you just want to tally it on your phone. So as every hour passes by, you can take maybe that five minute break and then you can jot down, okay, over the, over this last hour, this is what I did. And don't cheat yourself. Do this for 24 hours. I promise you, obviously with the exception of the hours that you're sleeping, because you'll jot that down too, but jot down exactly what you did in those last 24 hours. So let's say if you woke up, obviously from there, you can put from, let's say, uh, 10 PM to 7 AM, I slept. And then over from, let's say, seven to eight, I, you know, I prayed, I read the Bible, like whatever it is, or I spent time talking to my wife before going to work, or um, I spent time talking to my dad. I called my dad before maybe he, uh, you know, he went to work or whatever it is, whatever you spent that hour in, right? I'm just kind of giving you fillers here. Let's say from eight to, to nine is an hour that you spent to drive uh, to work with breakfast, all that included. But now where it gets interesting is this is where a lot of people start lying to themselves is we'll say, well, I worked an eight hour day or I worked a 12 hour day, but really when you start breaking it down, it wasn't eight hours worth of work or it wasn't 12 hours worth of deep, meaningful work. What ends up happening is we'll maybe shoot off a couple of emails, I'd say from like 1045 to 1145. And then all of a sudden, you know, we think that we, we were, we were pushing the ball forward, but really what was in it, what was happening was little conversations or little distractions were happening in between that time. And so now is going to be the moment that you want to get real with yourself. Hey, between 1045 to maybe one, that's, you know, when I do the most of my work, what was I doing? Okay, let me be honest. 
I was texting. So from 10.45 to 11, I was texting. I was texting my wife. I was texting my buddies. We we're talking about the game last night. Okay, cool. Then I got back into workflow. You're jotting all this down. And I want you to go through this activity so that you feel how much time you're wasting and also where your energy is going. Because at the end of the day, you're going to tally up. Okay, what am I doing when I'm not working or when I'm not doing something productive? You know, maybe reading a book, listening to a good podcast, uh, maybe out there networking. What am I doing with my time? And so you'll start to see, man, I think I'm texting this person a little bit more than I should talking about something that's not going to improve any of our lives or Man, you know what? Maybe this uh, maybe this relationship is a little bit too toxic and maybe I should start kind of distancing myself. You don't need to cut somebody off right away. You can go ahead and distance them because it's going to be better for you and it's going to be better for them if that's the situation that you're in. Or you, you just flat out aren't prioritizing the things that you should be prioritizing that are ultimately going to help you out. So sometimes we tend to work on things that we enjoy working on, but not necessarily the things that's going to essentially help us out the most for our goals. So I want you to really feel that. Now, if you want it, if you want to take it to the next level, I believe I got this from Sam Ovens. He does every 15 minutes, like every 15 minute blocks. That's how intense he's going. So I'm giving you a little bit of leeway by giving you an hour block. So on the hour block, I worked one hour. Next, let's say 12 to 1. Again, quick re- quick recap on this before we move on to the next part. 12 to 1, I flat out was on a call, on, on just gossiping with my friend. 1 to 2, I was out having lunch. 2 to 3, I was commuting. And then again, tally that up. The third step that I want you to take, and this is going to come from you setting the example for from everything that we've been discussing so far, and also how people see the standard that you set, and it's going to be respecting your time. If you don't respect your time, no one else is going to respect your time. If you are in business, then you guys know that a lot of the expressions that are used is time is money, right? And so if you don't respect your time, your client isn't going to respect your time. This means that you show up on time. And this means that you wrap up at the exact time that you told them you were going to wrap up. If you have maybe friends or family or relatives, I used to have to do this all the time where, and I still do this, by the way, where I have to put my phone on airplane mode of, hey, do not disturb. I'm not taking any calls in from maybe this time to this time. Uh, because again, just like what I mentioned earlier, if you start if you start training people in a way that they know, hey, from this time to this time, Irv's working. Or from this time to this time, Irv's with a client. From this time to this time, Irv's recording content. From this time to this time, Irv is maybe training his 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 uh, his team. They know just not, not even to try to reach me at that hour. Unless it's somebody's dying of an absolute emergency, that would be the only time that you would really want to bend that. So what ends up happening is after the third or fourth time of them trying to reach you and then you having that conversation with them, letting letting them know, hey, this is my money hour or, hey, this is the hour that I use or this is the time block that I use to put food on the table. They're going to start respecting that. Now, if you just say that, here's the catch 22. If you just say that and then you pick up the call or if you just say that and you email them back and if you just say that and you text them back and it's not an emergency, it's just you engaging with them, then they're going to say, well, if they don't mean it, then why should I even respect their time block? They don't even respect their own time block. Now, they may not say it that way, but that's the way that it's going to be perceived and that's the way that it's going to be received. Now, remember, people aren't necessarily, especially the people that we love, they're not out to get you. They're not, you know, calling you, texting you just to say, oh, let me take food off the table or let me make sure that their business plummets or let me make sure that they get fired from their job. They're just reaching out to you because they don't know any better, which is why, again, you want to set the standard for yourself. And then lastly, you want to check why you're doing what you're doing. 
This right here needs to become a big deal to you. Now, this is more of the emotional side, right? We kind of went through the practical side, the logical side. This is more of the emotional side of you just want to check your why. If what you're working on isn't exciting you, isn't getting you up in the morning, if what you're working on, I don't want to use the word passion because I think that sometimes that gets misused a lot. But if if you just don't feel that, hey, this is this is part of my purpose, this is part of my calling, I promise you, on the days that you don't want to show up, on the days that you don't want to uh, be there, on the days that you don't want a time block, it's, it's, it's going to get difficult. And you're not going to follow through with everything that we just finished putting out. And then you're going to end up kind of going back into that rut where, again, you're lacking focus. This whole thing is about you focusing. You'll be surprised of what two weeks of focus, one day of focus, one month of focus will do for your life. This is beyond making more money. This is literally going to take you as a person to the next level, but it has to be important to you, which is why you want to check. Why am I even doing this to begin with? You want to know what that is. If you don't know what that is, no one's going to find that answer out for you. And so if you found value in this episode, uh, the only thing that we ask, we don't run any ads to this. The only thing that we ask of you is that you share it with a friend and um, if you haven't done so already, consider hitting the subscribe button down below. Um, but other than that, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys on the next one. Later.